Warren G. Buffett gonna regulate. gentlemen welcome to the film find the greatest movie podcast ever assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before i am your host adam portress and it's been a long damn time but we are back and i'm joined by matt smith i was looking at uh the uh the intro tubes mm-hmm. and uh it looks like the last podcast we did was like in the end of october crazy like, um, it's been two months yeah, it's been two months. Uh, it's been tough. Well, we've had some scheduling conflicts uh, with me losing my job. We've had some money conflicts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I have those too, and I have jobs. Yeah. I mean, and so in that's just, right with an S. Just imagine, and when you have no jobs, that's that's the worst one. <laughs> it's just called uh, well, nickels and dimes. But uh, you know, we're we're back again. Uh, we're here. We've watched movies. Yeah, we got uh, stuff. We're to not talk gonna, about. We're not going to go through all of them. We are still going to do a TV episode that's going to come very soon. Yeah. Uh, but today we've got a a damn fine cup of show for you. I don't know that shows are served in cups. It is uh, in my world where uh-huh. anything can happen. Ah, <laughs> uh, so anything can happen. You can put them in your cups and drink them on down, and we appreciate uh, those of you who've actually stayed subscribed. And we're very surprised to find this in your feed. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. We're going to have a show next week, too. It's going to go on record. I, I cannot promise you that I'm going to see uh, whatever that Will Smith movie is. But I will be seeing the Chris Pratt uh, uh, is a creep movie. And uh, I already have seen Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And uh, here's a preview of that one. So clearly I'm not going to go see that one. <laughs> you, <laughs> Because now, had this been had this been like previous, where it was uh, before, and I'll say it, and I'll say it until they get some shit right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Had this been back when Movie Pass was good, oh, oh yeah, I probably right would have seen all of the movies and never had stopped this thing because would've forty dollars in that shit pool. You're damn right, because forty dollars a month was not uh, was not a giant expenditure for me. Like, even if I had still lost my job, that $40 would have gone to you so well. But when you bring it up to 100 you can just suck a fat one. Because, ugh. Yeah. That's the uh, worst thing to happen. Ones, we mean doobies. Light them up now if you're at home enjoying the show. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, as uh, as the Proop Dog says in his show, if you're a little kid, uh, you know, getting your blanket for it or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'll say this, though. And, and I've had no monies for doobies. Everything's been terrible. <laughs> it's all been just a great round of awful, but hopefully we're going to get on the right side of, uh, of the world there. But see, I mean, it was like everything was going bad. We got all that going on, and then it's just, you know, it nothing yeah, works. The, the world ain't good right now. It's it's not the best, but... but the world ain't good. But by uh, and we, large, movie passes... We did find out one interesting thing in the last two months we've discovered. There are a lot more dumb people in this world than... <laughs> Oh, I always knew that. <laughs> well, we know that. There are a lot more dumb people that are willing to act on how stupid they are. <laughs> but between between that 
between Harambe, between all the like people yeah, we've lost. It's all there. Uh, you know, Bowie. We, you know, have everybody. You, have you been watching this documentary? Hold on. Uh, Movie Pass is still worse than all that. Go ahead. <laughs> have you been watching this documentary called Idiocracy? <laughs> I've been seeing it. Go over. Dak Shepard is a, a treasure, man. Shut up. Also, also a pretty good documentary on uh, Amazon Prime right now. It's called The Man in the High Castle. It's based. <laughs> Based on a uh, nonfiction work by Philip K. Dick, where Nazis take over the U.S., it's good. It's good. Listen, man, I don't know what you know, <laughs> but I Robot was a documentary, and the events occurred in real time. Oh, uh, dude, I already saw that. I mean, it, you, it's real. You saw that? Uh, what is it that that fucking robotics place? Is it Boston Dynamics or some shit like that, where they produce those weird fucking uh, dog bots? Ooh, I don't know that, about that. That look really fucking creepy. Uh, but they're like the four-legged bots that just like fucking trot along. Like they're they're designed to go into the battlefield and like carry. Oh, the big uh, ones that you can, yeah, the shit. ones that like you can like kick like karate kick over, and they still kind of like get their balance and shit. But they look like yeah. they're out of a Resident Evil movie. or well, something. Well, look, man, I just saw a fucking uh, GIF, and it is pronounced GIF because you don't say graphics. Damn right. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just saw a GIF online of one uh, pulling a fucking sleigh with Santa in it. And uh, you want to talk about some nightmare fuel. Dude, that would make so much money. Oh, my God. You wouldn't even have to. Like, you could be like, hey. It's also terrifying. Yeah, but if, you know, kids are stupid. You put put, like some reindeer antlers and a nose on that (laughs) thing. They don't know no better. Put some deer skin on it. It's good to go. They don't give a shit, man. They'll be like, yeah, I get to go on a thing. And they'll just drag them around. You sign waivers. You sign waivers. So if the kids die, it ain't, it ain't your so, fault. So, so if Skynet activates during this, uh, you're you're safe. The yeah. company is safe. They, you, you they signed sued. a waiver. You're just like, uh, uh, I'm sorry, bro. We're an LLC. That means the liability is limited. <laughs> My bad. It sucks that uh, your child is dead. You did sign this giant paper. <laughs> and it is literally a giant paper, like a contract that's shaped like one of those giant checks yeah. that they give out at golf matches or whatever. And the print called. is super tiny, and you only allow ten minutes to read it. Yeah, and yeah. The- but at but at the bottom, in huge letters, I agree to all of this, and then a blank spot for you to sign your name really big. Or you just put your X if you're not too bright, which I think a lot of those people probably would. Do you see the uh, the announcement that Russia's going to have this new TV show where uh, you can like rape and murder people? <laughs> Like the Hunger Games for real. Yes, the Hunger Games are coming to life finally. Katniss Everdeen uh, shall have her revenge, and I want my money back for that last. What flick. the <laughs> What the fuck is actually happening though? <laughs> like this doesn't seem like a thing we should have on TV. Here's the thing, man. Have you seen Japanese game shows? This is pretty much what they do all the time. Well, yeah, except like you know they're not uh, they're not saying like yeah if you kill or rape someone on this show it's uh, it's totally cool. I don't know about that. There's been some weird stuff. <laughs> Listen, yeah, okay, all I'm fine. saying is if you can bury somebody up to their neck in ice and feed them ice cream or like have them continue to yeah. like spe- feed them spicy food, have them drink a lot of water and have a boxing glove that punches them right in the uh the bladder, I'm sure murdering somebody's only a hop skip and a jump away. Uh but I think those hop skips and jumps still have to happen. Uh you know, give it time. The, what with the internet and all. <laughs> So today uh, we're going to be talking about Rogue One. That'll be the big thing, obviously. And I, yeah, we got a life hack. I think that's what brought us in, is is Rogue One. We're like, fuck it, we got to talk about this thing, even though Adam spent an hour and forty 
10 minutes over on H&B talking about this'll, it. This will, yeah, exactly. I've already talked you about this. You haven't heard me talk about yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm not nearly as big a nerd about this shit as those dudes are. But I, and I've seen it twice now, and I've only seen it once on the H&P show. So I've got twice yep. the twice the experience now with it. So we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about other things that we've seen as well. And, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And if you want to hear what I think about everything, and, and this is it's good that we're getting back in here because next week I'm going on OTC and talking about the best of 2016. And uh, and I, I feel bad because, like, the last two months have really just gone down the shitter with seeing everything. And I hey, think I that's... I got to tell you, you haven't missed much. I know I haven't, but at the same time, you know, like, with the vigilance that we've had of going through and really fucking seeing just about damn near everything this year, it really bugs the piss out of me not to have, you know, to have missed out on a couple that I could just either slightly praise or shit upon you know uh-huh. people go what's the worst movie of the year and i and you know i point to something and then they're like oh but Blart you, two but that was last year wasn't it yeah but it's still terrible yeah, well yeah i mean that was that's one of the worst movies is i've it, seen in my entire is life it, is it just the worst movie of every year <laughs> uh, i'll say this man there are people that do a podcast just on that fucking movie that do a lot, fuck of a lot better than we do. So I, you know, who am I to say what's right and what's wrong? I think that proves our point that it is the worst movie. Yeah. Because otherwise, why would people listen to that podcast? Because they like to hear people taking giant dumps. Yeah, those guys are entertaining. Maybe, maybe what we need to do is just take a giant dump, not on a movie, just audibly. Just audible, just an audible dump. <laughs> yeah, like take my mic into the toilet and. Yeah, I got a, a little. I got porn. a portable recorder. I can do that. Bring it out there. I don't need to. You know, we don't need to put it on the giant XLR mic. I don't know that we need that kind of fidelity. But it's time for dumpers with the film. Fly. Ooh. <laughs> and then we just talk about the worst movie of the year while we're you know. It's just Paul Blart every week. Oh, and by the way, Paul Blart's still it's, a piece of shit. We just we just appropriate their entire show format. And do it in five minutes have, with sound effects of poop. I have to write it down, but I, I do. We've gotten to a point though that I do need to give a giant, uh, you know, year ender uh, kind of thing where I, where I go through and list out everything I've seen. I, I know I didn't beat last year's record. Last year, you know, like I think it was I'm like s- a, I'm sitting at like 125 right now. Yeah, I don't know what I'm at. I, it's, it's over 100. I know that much. I, I'm probably close to that, but not quite. So uh, I know it sounds like a giant downgrade when you're just like, well, I've only seen 120 movies this year, while the rest of you have seen four. (laughs) So that's, you know, but nevertheless, nevertheless. And and two of them were uh, trolls twice because your niece wanted to go and then it was your friend's birthday party. Oh, trolls. I didn't watch it. I didn't either. I mean, what what, what, didn't a good movie come out that week? (laughs) I don't know. Was it? I honestly can't remember anything that's happened. Oh, in the Doctor last Strange few came out that week. It's like, why the fuck would you? <laughs> what's, oh yeah, that's right. What's in your brain? We'll talk about Doctor Strange too. Why not? Yeah, why not? I haven't said that I liked it yet. That's true. Well, oh wait, I did. Never there goes mind. that. <laughs> and we're All done. Right, well, let's do. Let's, let's do a show and stuff. Well, it's been ten minutes, so uh, that's that's pretty much our show. Well, thanks for Holy listening. Holy shit, man! I feel like we've been doing this for forty-five minutes. Uh, I just want to kill myself now. We really should have recorded all the stuff that we talked about before we actually did this. That's all we got to have a pre-show, post-show. Uh, uh, remembering why I didn't do this show for two. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. No one listens, and we do too much work for not enough gain. I'll tell you that fucking much right now. I I hope that Mommy, one day. Are those when- Cursing a whole lot in their bed at movies. 
Yeah, but when we're both in our 50s, we can look back on uh, the last four months of this show and be like, oh, yeah, that's the point when uh, the world ended and everybody went crazy. That's where life went right off the rails. It is just a slow descent into madness over uh, four months of this show. Oh, I think it's going to be dope. I'm excited. I'm excited for our for our eventual grind into the gutter. I, I you know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, All right, well, let's let's build back up this empire from the five people left on our subscription, <laughs> and uh, and and talk about some movies. All right. So what have what have you seen lately? What have, so before you start getting into older but, stuff? Yeah, some what you've been watching action. Yeah. Oh shit! All right. Last week, finally got off my ass. Went to the theater. Saw the new Robert Zemeckis movie. Mm-hmm. You know this one, uh, Captain Phillips. Yes, it's Captain Phillips. Uh, no, it's got Little Man. Maybe you've heard of him. Small actor. Not talking about Tom Cruise. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Marion Cotillard. Isn't oh, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jared Harris is in it. Uh, Stand-up comedian Jared Harris, who goes around the Southeast entertain. No, it's probably not the same. Guy. Yes, yes, that guy. <laughs> Hot Atlanta comedian uh, Jared Harris. No, it's uh, so. This is uh, this is the new Robert Zemeckis film, mm-hmm. Allied. Right. Uh, which Wait is a minute. Brad Those aren't. That doesn't have no CGI people in it. Uh, it it comes close. I think. Well, there. Um, there is CGI. CGI in it. Uh, so this movie. Uh, is is about a, uh, a a Canadian intelligence officer during World War II working for the British uh, Secret Service, um, is taking a uh, he's, he's taking a job in Morocco and he meets a, a resistance spy um, played by Marion Cotillard, French resistance spy. They uh, do this job in Morocco. They fall in love, and uh, eventually. Um, they, they, of course, by the end of uh, their job, fall in love and get married. And when they get back to England a year later, uh, it turns out that the British government thinks that she may be a Nazi spy. Bum, bum, bum. And so they order Brad Pitt to investigate, and uh, he, he has to kill her if... She turns out to, in fact, be a spy. If and she be one. Now, from the looks of it and everything, this looked to be kind of like a very oscar inspiring kind of thing of like, hey, this is what they would kind of want to do. Uh, I don't think it made any kind of impact on the box office, really. No, it, it's, it's kind of come and gone. But I will say this. Uh, I fucking loved this movie. Oh. Um, it, it's very kind of subdued compared to a lot of the other times we've seen Brad Pitt killing Nazis. Um, <laughs> you know, because those movies have kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, it's also definitely much more subdued than the last time he was trying to kill his wife for being a secret spy um, <laughs> in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Of course. Yeah. Uh, this one is, it's really old-fashioned, uh, which is what I liked about it. I mean, like, it, it plays like an old Hollywood studio system flick almost straight up i mean like the sets are clearly studio sets the cg is used as they would have like matte paintings Mm -hmm. back in the studio days um it looks great uh i thought all the performances are amazing um 
and and I really like Robert Zemeckis. So, you know, whatever. Uh, people want to hate on him, I guess. Uh, but I, I enjoyed the shit out of this movie, actually. Better, worse, I re- or... I really the, liked... Better, worse, or the <laughs> same than uh, The Walk that we uh, did last year. Oh, I liked it more than The Walk. Although, you know, we were, you remember, we liked The Walk pretty yeah. much. Uh, this one I like more, personally. Okay. I don't know that it's a better movie. It might not be a good movie at all. I don't know. It just hit on all cylinders for me, given things that I like in movies, mm-hmm. including very old-fashioned movies storytelling okay uh which which this definitely does and which i've seen it get dinged for online in reviews like oh it's just it's an old-fashioned movie which it is unabashedly so well but i that counts for it rather than against it and i think robert zemeckis is also like i mean especially like i said after the you know years of him doing kind of the motion capture stuff and everything i think probably wants to dial a lot of his uh his stuff back a little bit, get a little bit more back to basics. I, I would, I would imagine from what I've kind of seen. Yeah, I think so. And, um, the, I mean, look, the, the, the movie's very stylish. It's, uh, amazingly well-designed. Um, it was shot by, uh, Don Burgess, who's worked with Zemeckis a whole lot. Um, you know, he did, he did like the, um, cinematography on like Forrest Gump and Castaway and just all like every, every fucking thing. Right. Yeah. He, uh, this year he did, he also did Conjuring too. Um, but you know, like if you go back through Zemeckis's filmography, you've got things like flight, um, uh, you know, uh, just all, all of that, all of that shit. Okay. Um, he, he's worked with him, what lies beneath, uh, and so on. Um, yeah, I, I liked it, man. Uh, that's, that's, <sighs> probably the big movie I've seen recently. I also saw edge of 17, mm-hmm. um, which I also did not do amazingly well at the box office, but I think is one of the best movies of the year. This is, uh, the one with Haley Steinfeld, uh, and, and Woody Harrelson as a, as a teacher in high school. And it's a coming of age story. Um, that movie is amazing. And I actually don't even want to talk about it. I want people to go and like, it's, it is a very smart script, uh, that kind of hits all of the, uh, notes that a teen movie needs to hit while also subverting enough of them to be its own thing. And, uh, the performances are great. I think it's really funny. Um, Steinfeld's great in it. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that might be one of my favorite things that I've seen this year, flat out, uh, Edge of 17. So if you haven't seen that, it's still playing somewhere. Uh, check it out. If not, definitely watch it when it's uh, available for uh, VOD or streaming or something like that. What have, what have you been uh, watching, Adam? Uh, there's a, a sweet little uh, documentary on Netflix right now called uh, F- Floyd Norman, an animated life about the uh, f- kind of first black animator at uh, Disney and everything, and a, a guy who's 80 years old but still just can't stop. Loves his stuff and, uh, you know, just is always... And it's a sweet story. I mean, it's just about a guy just kind of going through, you know, times and stuff that, uh, you know weren't always the greatest uh, for, for black folks and uh, just being like, they were like, oh, you know, people were like, well, why you can't go work at Disney, you're black. They don't hire black people. It's just like, I, I didn't know that. I just kind of went and did it and mm-hmm. got a job there. And uh, this dude has worked on everything, son. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> like Jungle Book and Sword, uh, Sorcerer, or Sword and Stone and all that shit, all the way up to Pixar stuff, man. 
Guy has been there forever and just done everything. Uh, but really interesting to see about this guy, like where his kind of uh, career went and everything, and how uh, damn as much as they tried, they couldn't get rid of him. <laughs> And uh, but but it is it's one of these things. It's like even at eighty years old, you wouldn't know it. I mean, because the guy, you know, he, he looks like he, he looks and has the energy of somebody, you know, who's half his age. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know much to say about it, and it's because it is pretty much what I told you. But uh, definitely worth a try. It's on Netflix. There, uh, probably one of the one of the better documentaries I've seen this year for sure. Right on. Uh, other than that, uh, I have been watching. I'm probably about an episode behind now, but I've been watching um, the Grand Tour on Netflix, kind of the replacement, if you will, for um, Top Gear, bringing all those uh-huh. hosts back and stuff. And it's okay. I mean, it's like, do you like Top Gear? It's going to be a lot like that. Maybe not the same, you know, exact sort of thing, but. You know, it, it's new. They have to work out all the kinks, figure out exactly what's what, get a lay of the land, and you know, work it all out and everything. But could be better, could be worse. Um, let's see what else, what else, what else. Um, I haven't gotten much, but I just started watching Black Mirror. I don't know if I told you that. It's good. It's got a lot like it so far. But I mean, it's one of those I got to spend a little bit more time watching it. And of course, I've been catching up on catching up <laughs> re 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 watching the x-files <laughs> that's just kind of been a thing i've been doing but other than that um uh, trying to think if there's anything else in the theaters that i've seen that is worth talking about oh, okay well let's let's get into well we won't do p- big proper reviews as we kind of normally do with stuff but let's let's talk about the few things we have seen so uh dr strange all right yes uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Doctor Strange. Uh, it was one that I don't want to say I was worried about it because, I, like I said in uh, on the HMP reviews and everything, those are guys that I have some pretty good confidence in. Even though mm-hmm. I wasn't the, I, I I liked most of um, oh what's the fucking what's the fucking movie with the that we hated the second one. Oh, it starts what? with a fucking S. I, I'm wanting to say. Oh, s- you're just talking about Scott Derrickson? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, Sinister. Sinister. That's I knew it started yeah. with an S. I'm like, what is the fucking name? It couldn't come to my brain. Um, I I like Sinister up until like the last like three minutes. Uh, that, yeah. the three the last three minutes kind of ruined that movie for me. But I I like that movie up until the last like ten seconds where it's a fucking jump scare. Yeah. Well, maybe it's that and and a couple things before that. But yeah, it's uh-huh. it's just like but but pretty good overall. Right. I really like the tone of it. The sequel suck balls. Um, but so I yeah, I was I was you know enough behind these guys to begin with and again they took like something that was like a you know cd level in you know kind of the public's eye uh marvel character and uh he's one of their highest grossing films at this point not you know of the upper upper echelon but has certainly surpassed a lot of the uh the earlier flicks for sure so that's a big deal what do you think yeah, I think uh, I think that movie is really strong. It's a great addition to the Marvel canon. Uh, I also really enjoyed the acid trip visuals for that movie. Oh, really good. Uh, I think I think I think it pulled off that um, that uh, like artwork very well. Who who was it in the sixties? Uh, Ditko. Ditko? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, all you hardcore like one uh, comic nerd out there that listens to this show. Yeah. Uh, well, I wasn't. 
I was you just would unsure have been, you because I, something. I don't know. And I mean, I, I don't know enough about Ditko's early shit. I can talk to you about Jack Kirby all fucking day. Right. But, um, uh, but it pulls off those visuals, those early Ditko, like acid trip pop art visuals, pretty goddamn well. Mm-hmm. And it does something really amazing with them, which did not annoy me. Unlike a very popular movie that did similar things with cities. Do you know what that movie was? Inception. Yeah, and you know why I hate it? Because they just fucking tell you what's happening instead of showing you what's happening. They just talk over every fucking thing. Now, this movie, Doctor Strange, had expository dialogue. But when we saw visuals, they were happening in tandem with actual information as opposed to just being redundant. And I loved that shit. I was like, oh, finally, somebody does this shit with CG and they fucking get how they should do it. Great. <laughs> um, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, fun as fuck as always. I wish that motherfucker would be in every goddamn movie. Well, like, like it, if Mads Mikkelsen and Sarah Paulson could be in every fucking thing uh, till the end of time, I would watch literally everything. Mads Mikkelsen and Sarah Paulson in Freddy Got Fingered 2. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I like Freddy Got Fingered, so <laughs> let's do it. Um, <laughs> that's not even a joke. It's just I think that movie's funny as fuck. I saw it in theaters. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> funny. Uh, Daddy, would you like some sausage? Daddy, would you like some sausage? That's, a, that's, a, that's um, something else. <laughs> what's that? I said that's something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, but I also, I really like Benedict Cumberbatch. I like that it's set up, uh, a, like a natural, uh, villain for the next one. Um, after you spend all this time getting to know the character as opposed to other Marvel movies, uh, namely all of them, uh, where the villain is somebody entirely new each fucking time, mm-hmm. um, that you don't really know. Right. Uh, really kind of like civil war is the only one that isn't like that. Um, but mostly that's because we already know who Bucky is from the, or the winter soldier is right. Right. Uh, so yeah, I really liked, uh, Dr. Strange. It was, it was fucking fun. Uh, we'll watch again. It's a good, good, uh, Marvel cinematic universe movie. Yeah, same here. All right. Let's see where you fell on, uh, the first Harry Potter prequel, if you will, uh, uh-huh. fantastic beast and where to find them. Uh, that movie is also really fun. I, I don't think it's great, but I liked it a lot. Uh, I enjoyed the cast uh, in it. Uh, even old uh, Big Lips. Uh, uh, <laughs> <Eddie> Redmayne. <laughs> uh, yeah, even, even old Big Lips Redmayne uh, there. Hey, at least uh, he put on chapstick for this film. That's what I was saying. I was about to say that. I was like, holy shit, somebody got him some moisturizer uh, for his fucking lips because I didn't feel like they were about to crack all over me. Uh, in this one like uh what was it where they were oh yeah it was fucking jupiter ascending yeah right where it was just like well somebody get this motherfucker some chapstick man. i'm going to talk like um, this and then all this no no don't scream it, out loud it looked you know it looked like you know like back in uh like elementary school like uh when when you would put like elmer's glue on your fingers yep. and then like peel it off that's what his lips looked like in jupiter ascending wrong uh, and it was just like you gotta be fucking kidding me man not only does this guy have really big lips, but also he's in close up and screaming a lot. Can we at least chapstick this motherfucker? 
um, part of the process. So, uh, but he, but he was good, right? And uh, and uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Waterston. Yeah. Uh, she she was good. Is it Catherine? Jesus, Catherine. That's right. I always I just think like Sam because why Sam not? Waterston. It'd be hilarious well, I mean, if he was in that role. <laughs> <laughs> well, we booked yes. Catherine Waterston, but she got ill. But good news, we got her father. Sam is showing um, up and says, hey, what do you want me to do, kids? <laughs> I also, uh, uh, one th- one thing I really liked about that movie was like the human character uh, played by Dan Fogler, the, the guy who wants to have the bakery. An un- um, almost unrecognizable Dan Fogler, who I think stole the whole damn movie. I think he I, was I think the best. so, too. Uh, I mean, look, I like Dan Fogler a whole lot. I think he's a really funny actor, mm-hmm. um, who, who does a whole lot of shit, right. Um, from voice acting to just being a fucking weirdo and a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, he's had a few weird, uh, career false starts as a, as a leading comedy star, like balls of fury. Um, but he, he does almost walk off with this whole, whole fucking movie. Right. Uh, which is kind of astounding in and of itself. Um. Yeah, I I thought that movie was fun. Is it great? I don't. Who gives a shit? It's a Harry Potter movie. None of those movies are great. Not even the one directed by Corone. I'm gonna say in comparison, those movies are great. Uh, this movie was just kind of bored me. I was I just like I wanted to care so much and I cared so little. Uh, uh-huh. Eddie Redman's character has no warmth or depth to him at all. He is just kind of a, all right, fine. I mean, I guess that's what you're going to do. Like I said, Fogler was the high point of the whole thing. Uh, I looked at my, uh, I went to see it with my, my dad and my brother and I was just like, uh, Hey, did you see, uh, you, you like the, you like the flash on seeing the flash on screen there? He's like, which one is that? You know, the guy that looked like the retarded kid. Yeah. That's the, that's going to be the flash. He was like, what? I'm like, yeah. That's 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 how life is going to be now. That's the Flash. I wonder why they can't keep a director on that film. Um, I was well, just kind of bored. Yeah. I think the CGI was like subpar in a lot of places. I did like Colin Farrell a whole lot. Oh yeah, he's good. Uh, I, I liked I, I liked a lot of elements to it. This was like a thing where I, I looked and I saw all the ingredients for a great cake, and then the cake came out and it was just like, uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I I think that's true. I also um. I don't know. I think like the character work is what makes this, this movie work. Like, like this is one of those movies a lot like, um, a lot like Dracula untold. We're like, Oh, let's see what happens in the next one. Yeah. Well, Dracula untold was just fun at the, like the last, like two minutes of the thing. You're like, fuck yes. I want to see the sequel to this movie. And then it just the credits. <laughs> uh huh. I was like, damn but, uh, it. Yeah. But, uh, but, but I, I, but I enjoyed this one, man. I, I thought it was fun. I wasn't that bored by it. Well, let's maybe, maybe it's also because I give less than a fuck about Harry Potter as like a thing I love. Okay, that's maybe fair that enough. maybe that's part of it. Hey man, like I like all the last Harry Potter movies. I saw all eight of them in in two days uh, at the theater. So uh, you know, I, I'm I'm uh, a pretty look, decent. I, fan. Look, I like the movies. I've seen them all. But you know, you know how like things are just like yeah, I like that. But it's like like I'm not a fan. Right, like I can't. I, I haven't read the books. I fucking know. I don't need to be lectured on reading the goddamn books. Yeah, it's like I think I'm. Like, I'm I think I'm that way with the but, Hunger Games more. Like, but it's like uh, it's all right. Well, ex- except that here it's just like for for me instead. Right, like I look at this one even like yeah, that's an all right movie. 
All right, so let's talk about one that I think was a little bit better than All Right, The Arrival. Or just uh, Arrival. Not The right? Arrival. Just Arrival. The I, Arrival I, is better than All Right, because we've got, <laughs> got the fucking uh, tiger blood in it. That's true. Charlie Sheen. This is just uh, Arrival. This is, yeah, this is just Arrival. Although... Uh, let's do a double feature. Let's let's. Can we like? What would the? What do you think our take would be? Would we get fifteen people to show up somewhere that we had a double feature of Arrival and The Arrival? And 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 we we just throw dice to see which one we play first. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it would definitely be The Arrival because <laughs> <laughs> we want people walking out with a smile on their face. <laughs> well, they will after that. You know that movie's by David Toy, the guy who who did uh. The, the Riddick movies. Yeah, I, I I kid on that. Like, it's been a damn long time since I've seen it, but I, I thought it was okay when it came out. Yeah, well, it's also it like got the, that, like that weird alien design where, like, their knees bend backwards. Go backwards. I always thought that was kind of dope. Yeah, it's good. Anyway, let's talk about this other movie. This one's called uh, Arrival. This is uh, Denny Villeneuve's uh, new flick. Uh, I You loved Sicario last year. No. No. No, I I liked it okay, and then thought the ending kind of blew it. Okay, I thought I thought that's it was... a sneak preview of this next conversation. Oh, fair enough. Okay, <laughs> I I I thought it was like I, I thought Sicario was maybe that was just me because I thought Sicario was okay. I thought it was a little. I thought it was wildly overrated. Um, yes, because people were I just talking. Right. People were talking about it like it was just like the next big thing, and I was like, I, I don't fucking see it. Uh, I did like Prisoners a whole bunch. Big fan yeah, of that. Yeah, that movie was also okay. Uh, but this one, uh, Arrival, has got me saying, whatever this guy wants to do, I'm, da- I'm down with. Look, Like, I was not looking forward to a Blade Runner sequel. Now I'll watch it just on account of what he did with this movie and, like, now his whole body of work that I've seen. I, I, uh-huh. I've given him enough to where I'm like, whatever you want to do, I'll plunk down money to go see it, just, just on account of goodwill. Because uh, Arrival, I love the hell out of. I thought it was really good, and uh, it's it, I, it's a smart sci-fi movie for adults. And I don't want to get much into the plot and everything, because I, I knew fucking zero about this thing going in, other than, like, aliens have come to the planet. That's as far as I got. I knew nothing past that. And super glad that I didn't. And uh, I just, I, I loved it. I thought it was, a, a like, again, a smart adult sci-fi movie and we don't get enough of those um i agree that we don't get enough of those this one is almost that movie okay uh i think the first hour and some change like hour and 15 minutes hour and 20 minutes is really good i mean like everything's top notch right like the storytelling uh, the cinematography is gorgeous. Uh, the acting's amazing. Amy Adams uh, might have convinced me this year that she's our best working actress, uh, like big star name actress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean working in a very specific way, right? Like she's not like huge celebrity actress. Um, not in the traditional sense. Well, I mean, we, she's not fucking Meryl Streep or or Kate Blanchett, right? Where right. like everybody's just like, oh, these people are always fucking amazing. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and so, um, all this stuff's really good. Um, I much like Rogue One. I don't know what in the fuck accent Forrest Whitaker is doing in this movie. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but here's where the movie falls apart. Uh, this guy, Villeneuve, has he makes movies like puzzles in much the same way that Christopher Nolan makes movies that are like puzzles, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Uh, my problem with both of them is the exact same thing. It is this. They do not leave enough ambiguity in their puzzles. Everything by that last five minutes of the movie has to click into place just so. Everything has to be explained to you just right. And there may or may not be thoughts that you have after that, like Inception, where for some reason people wanted to talk about whether or not uh, the the top fell over or not after the frame cut. Right. Uh, although that's like, who gives a shit? That's the least interesting thing to talk about in that movie, which just also proves kind of my point about uh, those movies, that movie not being that great. To me, that's like a good question, but it like I don't. I, but who I don't wants bu- to talk? Like, why is that what you want to talk? Exactly. About, right? I don't think it deserves so, any uh, conversation about it. I'm just like, isn't that cool? We don't know which is. Here, we don't know whether it did or did not. Here and then is you move where the fuck arrival. On. Here is where arrival does this, and it drives me up the fucking wall. <laughs> All right. All right. So here's a huge fucking spoiler. So just skip forward like. I don't know, 30 seconds, okay? Uh, We find out why the aliens are here. We find out that Amy Adams has, uh, in fact, not been having flashbacks to something that's happened, but uh, has been seeing the future, Mm -hmm. right? And that her daughter's going to get sick and her husband's going to leave her. And we find out, of course, right, very nicely for a little bit that, oh, like we get it. Jeremy Renner's going to be the dad, right? He's going to eventually leave. It doesn't matter, right? Like, that's a nice thing. It's a message about, like, well, you can't change the future. It's it's just there, right? Mm-hmm. What's what's going to happen is going to happen. That That's a thing to do. Where they fuck this, where Velenov fucks this, is in a single line of dialogue that should be laughed out of fucking existence from here to eternity. When Jeremy Renner asks Amy Adams... Do you want to make a baby? That is one piece of dialogue that does not have to be spoken because we've already been given all of the information about what their relationship is. We don't need it. We know they're going to have a baby. We know the fucking girl is going to die of cancer. And we know that he's going because we just spent 10 minutes having this revelation in like an actually pretty poetic way, right? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll and, grant you and that. Then, and then, and then here comes this fucking line that Villeneuve, because he's a terrible fucking filmmaker, cannot excise from the fucking movie because he thinks that every fucking little thing has to be put right into place, and it ruins the good experience I had with the first three quarters of that movie. Because it's like, I don't need that shit. You do not. He doesn't trust the audience to understand his shitty fucking puzzle. Well, at the same time, just throwing it out there. And Sicario has that same problem. You remember at the end of that fucking movie, right? Where we get shown 
exactly what's what with Benicio del Toro's character. And there, I forget what the fuck it is, but there's a an actual fucking spoken line of dialogue that summarizes the shit, and it drives me fucking yeah. Shit. I, I can see that. I mean, I I need to look up what studios are putting each of these movies out. Maybe that's a studio thing. I, I don't know. It's, it's a Villeneuve thing. You man. think? It's it's just it's just fucking yeah. It's his thing. It, he just I. This guy cannot land a fucking ending. <laughs> He just cannot stick it, man. Like he, he would be great on the fucking balance bar, balance beam in the, in the Olympic, uh, 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 fucking gymnastics meet, right? And then he would fucking like fall on his ass when he dismounted. Well, I, I don't know that I could even get up on that bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's my point. That's what make. That's what drives me most nuts about him, is like three quarters of every movie he's made brilliant piece of mainstream artistic filmmaking. And then there's like this one thing that's like, Holy fuck, dude, are you goddamn kidding me? And he's not, he's not kidding me. He's just sitting there doing it earnestly. I'll give it to you. I mean, you're, you're, you're not wrong. Didn't, didn't kill it like that for me, but I, I can, I can see that. But the movie itself is overall pretty good. I'm going to come down on, yes, go see it, because apparently a lot of people like it. But that fucking ending, is, it's too much. It's overwrought. There's too much bullshit. Fuck it. Other than that, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. That movie is almost perfect. That's what drives me fucking nuts about it. Fair enough. All right, so let's do this then. Let's go ahead and get to the big in here. Let's go ahead and uh -oh. listen to the trailer for Rogue One. Jin, whatever I do, I do it to protect you. So you understand? I understand.
All right, that was a trailer for Rogue One, a Star Wars story, our new release review. I uh, this is actually from uh, we're, do, we're we're switching it up, Matt. This one's from uh, this one's from Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh, it's, oh it's, shit! Because it's what up? It's what's up at my, in front of my face right now. All right, let's do it. From Lucasfilm comes the first uh, of the Star Wars standalone films, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, an all-new epic adventure. In a time of conflict, a group of unlikely heroes band together on a mission to steal plans to the Death Star, the Empire's ultimate weapon of destruction. This key event in the Star Wars timeline brings together ordinary people who choose to do extraordinary things and, in doing so, become part of something greater than themselves. Ooh, that sounds like a press release. Uh, directed by Gareth Edwards, starring a motherfucking crapload of people. Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Ben Mendelsohn, Donnie Yen, Mads Mikkelsen, Alan Sudik, Forrest Whitaker, Jin Yang, Riz Ahmed, Jimmy Smith, tons, tons more. Um, so this is our first uh, Star Wars offshoot movie. We've had, you know, episodes one through seven now, and this is the first time that we're, uh, we're sticking in the same timeline, but going a little bit on an offshoot. Uh-huh. Uh, nearly 40 years ago, we were told a story about how, uh, you know, many died to bring us these plans and everything, and uh, now we get to see people die. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, none of them, Bothans, because that's the second. Death yeah, Star. that's what I keep having to tell motherfuckers. They're just like, but what about the Bothans? It's like, bitch, fucking know your Star Wars, motherfucker. That shit's Jedi. I'm not, I am not even a huge fucking Star. Like, I like Star Wars a whole lot, okay? A whole lot. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fucking huge Star Wars nerd. And even I fucking know that. Bunch of dummies, man. Bunch of dummies. And it's, this is, it's this is what we get. Trivia culture. It's fucking trivia culture. Now, People I think, think it's, they know shit. Well, yeah, that's what I think it is. It's 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 less trivia culture because if it were, I think if it were proper trivia culture, people would actually fucking know. I think it's people that think they want to know, and and it also is, I guess, part and parcel to the internet being there. And yet, while having all the uh, information at our fingertips, we also take for granted that we have all the information at our fingertips, and we just assume that we know everything. Yeah. Also, I think a lot of people have seen those movies a lot less than they think they have. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, I've seen it a hundred times, but if you really got it down, it's like they've maybe seen it 15, if you're lucky. Maybe. <laughs> I'm saying, like, most people who think they're really big Star Wars fans probably don't watch that movie more than uh, once every two or three years, if that. If that, yeah, for sure. But I got it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I bet you do, bro. <laughs> we all do. Even I though, don't. Even though we said that we wouldn't, because we're all liars. Us. I, I don't have it. That's good. I, I got I got my fucking original uh, original uh, VHS cassettes without the without the shitty uh, special editions, and then I got the special edition DVDs because I was broke when the uh, non special edition DVDs were released that one time. Well, they were released, but they were released in un uh, un anamorphic widescreen, which is exactly you didn't need it anyway. I do have an anamorphic widescreen rip of the uh, laser disc that I bought off of eBay way back in the day. Yeah, you do. So that was that was something that was, and honestly, those don't look too bad. They're not obviously, you know, fucking Blu-ray quality, but you know, I don't have to look at CGI Jabba, so that's fucking good. <laughs> that is that is something to cherish, sir. Because ugh, just garbage. Anyways, so this movie maybe uh, we can get uh, maybe we can get Disney to go in and re- just redo that. Like even if you're not going to release the original versions of the films, mm-hmm. like just redo that shitty CG. 
and get rid of the new song in Jedi. It will like that that time on the Jabba will really will be I think the fourth time that they would have redone it. Because uh-huh. because the when they released it in the theaters it looked one way and then yes. they've subsequently changed it twice on 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 home video. So that yeah, would be their th- third time fixing it to, again, and it's still god awful. I think they need to fucking get rid of the CG and just like just do it with a fucking puppet. Don't even do it with that. First of all, the big problem is is that scene just doesn't even need to fucking be there. It's a repeat of the Greedo scene that you saw earlier, and it ruins the uh, the reveal of the ship. So it's 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 not only a completely worthless as from a narrative standpoint. Uh, it's it's also worthless as to uh, just a oh yeah, story but standpoint. but you gotta you gotta understand. I'm still saying they're not going to not release it in that version. They just need to redo it so that it is not total shit. The 2017 version, shit. you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, do a 2017 version with an act like just get a fucking fat guy in a suit. <laughs> Put him on a green screen. <laughs> just get, a fucking, get Kevin James. Ooh, Kevin James and is Jabba the Hutt in Star Wars in Episode 4, A New Hope. <laughs> it's, yes. In Star Wars, Episode 4.5, in a mall. <laughs> so this is Episode 3.5, a.k.a. Episode 3.85, uh, as I heard someone call it once. So I think that's a, I think that's a good one, because it's not quite right in the middle, but it's not quite right at 4. Um, All right, so let's, let's okay. talk Rogue One. This movie made a lot of money. That's nice. Yes, it yeah, the dumb Star Wars dudes, they're bragging <laughs> uh, <laughs> because they're idiots. <laughs> they, yeah. You seen this shit? T- tell the people. Uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, so, uh, of course, uh, because, look, um, regardless of your feelings on, uh, on, on Hillary Clinton, like I have my own mixed uh, feelings on all that shit, uh, people who by and large really support Trump, I mean, not, like not people who voted because they're like Republicans and they hate Hillary or whatever, right? But like, because a lot idiots. of us hate Hillary no matter what. They're, they're so, fucking idiots, yeah. right? Like the people who hardcore support Trump are fucking idiots. They're just dummies. They're just dummies. Uh, they may or may not be racist. I think they are, but, but they're dummies. And if you want proof, uh, here's a, here's a conspiracy thing. That was going around. And I'm a conspiracy um, theorist. And so when I don't believe it, go ahead. And so, uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> I can't even, they, they started a campaign, uh, because they heard, uh, that the reshoots <laughs> were going to be, uh, specifically to add anti-Trump messages to the movie. Now, one, uh, I don't know how you can uh, not understand that Star Wars is a political movie any fucking way. I mean, like, literally, they're fucking Nazis. They're called stormtroopers. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's they're called it's, the Empire, it's, right? It's we been that way for nigh on forty years. Yeah, we we know what Reich means in English. It's fucking Empire it means yay. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, um, one of my favorite things this week is. Uh, Idiot Mike Cernovich, who uh, has been a longtime Trump supporter. Lots of people know him and follow him on Twitter because he's a fucking dipshit. And he's, he's a fun follow, but he's a dipshit. He uh, started uh, started up uh, or kind of rolled the drum on this dump Star Wars hashtag, right? And um, uh, these morons could use a fucking math class is basically <laughs> what the deal is. Yeah. Uh, so... so um, he tweets out, Mike Cernovich tweets out this, uh, hashtag Dark Star Wars worked. Rogue One, not a huge hit. Lost money compared to the last Star Wars. Great. There are so many things wrong in that one 
uh, like rundown. Pretty laughable. That I really don't need, like one Rogue One was a huge hit. Yeah. Uh, like if you look at the at the weekend box office, it made 155 million uh, domestically compared to 12 million for number two movie Moana. Right. Uh, that's a huge big fucking hit. Win. Okay. Uh, it's also the the thing that he is. Oh my God. The, <laughs> What's funniest about his tweet where he says this is that he is retweet. He's quote tweeting uh, a headline that's literally says Rogue One's opening weekend is fourth best for December. This means of all time. Yeah. Right. Fourth. Uh, Behind so, another uh, Star Avatar, Wars movie. Lords of the Rings <laughs> and and Force Awakens. Yeah. Right. That's what it trails for December openings. Um, pretty tough. Uh, yeah, that's a tough thing to beat, especially if you're not part of an established franchise, right? Yeah, this like, is this is like, an option. Like you're you're not telling the Anakin Skywalker story any fucking more, uh, and and everybody knows it's a more adult film. Anyway, this motherfucking movie, uh, as of yesterday, had made uh, 172 million dollars domestically, 323 million dollars worldwide. Uh, Pack it up, the dream's over. This movie did not lose money, which is the other part of that fucking tweet. The, the lost money is not a thing that happened. One, it, you can't lose money compared to another movie that also made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Uh, this production budget was $200 million. It's already made $353 million in one fucking week. Less, uh, less, than, sorry, a, less bro, than a full week. That's a huge win. Yeah. Less, less than a full week and... Yes. Uh, and I'm sure there's other countries like this isn't world worldwide yet. I'm sure. Oh yeah, there there's stuff that right like, uh, and it's just going to keep going. A lot of people didn't even go this past weekend because yeah. they're going to go for their Christmas movie with their families, or or they're just like, hey, I don't like. I know it's going to be packed. I want to beat the. I don't want to yes. have to mess with all that. I'll I'll just wait and see it another time. Or they're dorks like us that went and saw it twice or more times. Right. And and we'll go see it again. Uh, <laughs> um. Spoiler alert, uh, anyway, you son of a bitch. Just a, just a fun uh, side trick of, like, Jesus Christ, dummies. Get, just math class is all you need. Just, can you do math? Hey, I didn't the do answer math. Is apparently no reason no. for nobody to do math. It, but, you know, you know, they did the same shit last year, right, with the with the boycott uh, Force Awakens or whatever thing. Yeah, it's got vaginas um, in it. No, thank you. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's a woman and a black dude. <laughs> and then and then it came out. It was like this huge fucking massive December opening uh, that, of course, goes on to make like a billion dollars worldwide. Right. And um, well, better luck and, next time. And they're, guys. and they're like, well, we we successfully like stopped it from making like four hundred million dollars. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't stop it from doing shit. Like you're ar you all you're arguing is that this movie made more money than you will ever understand in your lifetime. Like as a physical thing. Right. And, and it made more money than that. And your argument is that it would have made more if not for your boycott. That's not how a boycott works. Yeah. yeah if a boycott is. is successful. It doesn't become a massive success. It didn't become an ultra massive success. Yeah, yeah, right. I am the winner. I'm the winner as long as I can dictate the rules with wh in which the game is played. Yeah, 
Well, and even I mean, this, and even then, I really but, don't know how that works either. But but this this is what makes that so great too, right? It's like of course, like of course, all these people support Trump, right? Because we all know the only reason that he's president is because of gerrymandering districts and fucking disenfranchising voters, right? Like, you know, it, like it's not it's not because people voted for Gary Johnson. It's not because people voted for Jill Stein. That's not why. It's can't because blame the, me. It's people stop for, blaming me. <laughs> It's because it's because for thirty fucking years, people, uh, specifically in Republican-controlled state legislatures, and I can speak from experience because I fucking live here, right? They carve out shit, and then they're all like, "No, no, no, we won, we won." It's like, well, you didn't win more people, you just won more like districts because you're in charge of telling me what the fucking district is. Oh, I get it now. It's all shitty math. They're just all bad at math, and all they give a fuck is like making the math, math add up to prove they're right. And in their backwards view of the world, dumb Star Wars is a fucking massive success. Who knew? Who fucking knew? Did y'all see Darth Vader? <laughs> uh, so that Darth you, Vader got a lightsaber. Like a huge fucking episode over on HMP about this yeah. uh, movie. How do you feel the second time? Uh, so so let's say this mm -hmm. uh, people here here's me up front okay since i haven't done the this is my feeling and if people want to know adam's feeling you can go listen to that hmp episode fuck me I guys i'll be seeing you because i didn't want to i didn't want to come into this discussion tainted in any way Taint. um but but i did fucking love rogue one more than the force awakens yeah. i think it's a better fucking movie i think it does a lot of things that star wars has needed to do for about 10 fucking years now um so, uh, you know, we'll start. That's my baseline. Adam, you saw it for a second time. I've seen it a second time. How do you feel after the second time? Make Jabba it? Black again. Wait a minute. That's not, that's not how any of this uh -huh. goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm with you. MGBA. <laughs> Hashtag MGBA. I'm going to be making some hats. <laughs> MJ. Jesus. G. I'm so fucking oh, well. tired of sitting over here saying G. Like Warren G. Warren G. Buffett. <laughs> Warren G. Buffett. Oh my God! That's a, is that a meme? Surely that's a meme. I it should be. Well, I'm gonna look it up while you tell us. What you think. <laughs> Second time through. Warren G. Buffett gonna regulate. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know All what's right. going on the front of the show. Uh, <laughs> So no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it the second time actually more than I did the first time. Um, saw it in 3D the first time. IMAX 3D uh, the second time. Um, yeah, I, I think is it, this is a tough one. I think, and I think you do need to see it multiple times because a lot of stuff goes on in this movie, yeah. and um, there's a lot of there's a lot of dialogue. I don't want to like when you say things like expository dialogue that sounds dirty to a lot of people. That sounds like a bad thing. But it's not. Yeah, it is a lot of the time. And, and, yeah, you're true. A lot of times it is. But in this case, it's like expository dialogue is not a bad thing. It does tell you what's going on. Um, but I think once you've had like the first wave rush over you the first time, because there's so much information coming at you, you're getting used to all the people and stuff and figure out who, you know, where everything lays on the table, if you will. Yeah. The second time you're able to go, okay, I kind of know how everything's going. Now I can kind of I, pick a, again, pick apart sounds like a bad word, but just ingest the different parts of it yes. at, at a more leisurely pace and go, okay, just because I'm not thinking of like, ooh, where's this going to go? Because you know where it's going to go. Now you can just uh, kind of see how you get there, you know, enjoy, enjoy the music, if you will. Uh, and, and, and I did. I, I thought this was better the second time around. 
I, I think uh, all the characters are pretty damn strong. And, I uh, think so, too. And There's what is, still some I want more from. Like, uh, like I want more Bodhi. Mm-hmm. Right, like it, like he of all of the ones there feels like whatever they changed in those shoots uh, and and in the recutting of the movie to like kind of streamline the story, the character beats a little more because mm-hmm. uh, I I feel like that's where all the changes were because that battle scene is all Gareth Edwards. Like anybody who like the big fear I think uh, when go, when talking about reshoots, I think uh, going back and looking at what everybody's written about them and all that was that like they did they worried about the war stuff, mm-hmm. right? But I don't think that happened at all. And we can talk about that in a minute, too, as as to why I don't think that. But but I wanted more of of Riz Ahmed's uh, like uh, like pilot Bodhi. Right. Like I, I wanted more of that shit. And I, I enjoyed him more the second time because I we kind of got to be with him a little bit more. Like I loved I, I love, love, love his uh-huh. character in Nightcrawler. And so. Yeah. And I was I was happy to see that guy back again. And he's one of those guys that kind of shows up periodically. Where you're just like, he, he's not like a household name, but you're like, I like that guy. You just you know, yeah. he, he plays he plays he plays good. He gives good character. Yeah, it's good. And uh, and that's what I really and that's something that I really looked at the second time around was really kind of dissecting each character and what that character does. And I think that's also one of the great parts about this is is that everyone has a purpose. You don't mm-hmm. feel like you like like they kind of added people in to add people in to like fill a checkbox. You know what I mean? Right. So every character has has a uh, has an ordeal, has something to do. And then, you know, like we'll take Rizamed's character. They basically get, could have told him and they and they did, but it worked out. They could have just said, "You stay here with the ship and everything and we'll we'll come back." That could be the end of the line. Right. Right. But he's like, stay here with the ship. It's incumbent on you. I'm paraphrasing. It's incumbent on you to be here and do all this other stuff in order for us to get the hell out of here. Like you're a vital part to this operation. Yeah. I mean, like, let's hang back talking about that, uh, like battle for a minute. Um, but talking about the character work, I mean, like just something as simple as introducing Donnie Yen and uh, Zhang Wen's characters, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, ch- uh, it in. Fuck, you're better than I, I am, not... and I know I can't do it. Uh, hold on, let me let me get the fucking IMDb page up. But uh, um, the Iron Monkey. Yeah, yeah. Do- so Donnie Yen plays the plays the monk uh, Chirrut Imwe, and uh, Baze Malbus is uh, is Zhang Wen, right? Or, or Wen Zhang, if you're doing the uh, Chinese, uh, you know, first name last thing. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, their characters um, being introduced as like the remnants of the of the temple's protectors, right? Like mm-hmm. the Jedi Temple that used to be there. Um, it like kind of works amazingly well and what makes it work in like a really shorthanded way i've heard people say uh that like they were they were trading on stereotype or they were um kind of shorthanding those characters and i think that's what makes it work it is uh like it is a stereotype but it's not like a western stereotype looking to asia that like that um devout religious character and assistant who is like a bulkier, right? Like the like the sleek believer who's very proficient in, in martial arts, and then like the bodyguard character, right? The brute, uh, the brute, right? Like that's straight up out of like Chinese storytelling tradition. Mm-hmm. Like those are stock characters 
in got China. You got your Jackie Chan. Um, you got your Sammo Hung. Yeah, ex- exactly. Right. Uh, and, and so like one thing I liked about what this movie is doing, you know, um, for, for 40 fucking years now, we've had a series that trades almost exclusively in, uh, East Asian and Eastern, uh, philosophy and religious belief. Right. Uh, like the whole, like the Jedi, right. Are all fucking samurai. Uh, right. Like it's, it's all that shit. Right. Yeah, I mean, when they were um, when they were doing lightsaber battles at the beginning, I mean, that's why. I mean, obviously, you know, Alec Guinness being an older gentleman and stuff, but they were like, I want these lightsabers to have weight to them to be like samurai sword fights. That's the kind of yes. edict that they had going in. And while those weren't big kind of, uh, you know, uh, flourishes from the '40s and stuff like they used to Errol Flynn style, you know, kind of sword battles, they were older right. samurai type battles. And and so like so like you've got that, you've got the the whole concept of the Force, right, which is like rooted in uh, like buddhist belief and hindu belief um right like the the force is many things the force is one thing that sort of shit uh finally, you know we finally we have like uh like non-white people enacting these roles mm-hmm. and like that's a significant thing because uh, not not because uh, necessarily like we shouldn't have white people in these movies but because uh like uh why the fuck are we watching a movie that takes place in a galaxy and every non-human character, right, is the only time that it's not just a white dude? Yeah. Right? You know, so so what's nice about it is not only does it resonate with, like, the philosophical underpinnings and the religious underpinnings and the, the fighting style underpinnings of what has always been in Star Wars, it's just there, right? But it also actually opens up the whole goddamn universe a little bit. To where it's not just like, well, here's some more fucking Skywalkers or yeah. something. Uh, and that's that I think is why I like this movie the most is like it, one thing you can't do. And I, I said this on Twitter. Uh, if you're following me there, I apologize for repeating myself. But um, one thing that this movie is, is allowed to do for the first time is to really uh, like give us the impact of war and and to like actually move beyond a very confined space that the series finds itself in too frequently. Oh, we visit which so is, many planets. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a lot of planets in this movie. Um, one thing that I liked about The Force Awakens a whole lot, actually, is that like we went to a lot of planets in that movie, mm-hmm. right? Like, there are a lot of planets in The Force Awakens. Uh, so one thing that's nice now is, like, Star Wars is feeling a little bit like an actual fucking galaxy, uh, this movie not being entirely focused on one fucking family's bloodline is an important departure, I think. The the ability to feel the weight of, of an actual rebel insurgency and the consequences for that, um, where you have not really ever felt that in one of the Star Wars films. Like, yes, there have been, you know, these soap operatic betrayals, and there's been, uh, at least in The Force Awakens, a major character's death. Um but uh, it's here, all seems it's, tangential it's, and off screen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and when it is weight, what it's really a weight for is like propelling the Skywalker saga forward. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, like you have to. Yes, this is a story beat that's going to happen because there has to be a betrayal in the first act. We know this because we've seen a new hope. Right. Here, uh, there's like these characters are so. They're. 
some people say they're underwritten, but I think they're really well-written characters and that I like the second time through the movie, I cared even more about them. Uh, I did want a little bit more of the trailer version of Jen Erso where, where she's like a, like an actual like badass rebel, like co- too cocky doesn't give a fuck about people kind of thing. And he, in the finished product, like, which I think is where like happened in reshoots, right? The rewrite portion, uh, to make her more likable. She's a little too like demure and, uh, you know, uh, like go along with things kind of stuff. I would have liked to see the hard headed Jen Erso, uh, in there a little bit. Um, but I, but I, I liked these characters, man. I want, I wanted to spend more time with them and what, what, what really works about how this film ends is uh, I, I, I'm invested in these characters now. And of course there's nowhere that we can go with them. Yeah. Of course there's not. And I, I, and I, I like it's the old, uh, you know, keep them wanting more. Yeah. And I, I think that's the best way that you can do because you can overstay your welcome. And it's because, like I mentioned in H&P, it's just like, okay, we understand that the next movie is going to be Han Solo. And that it is what it is. Uh, after that, though, I really want to see these Star Wars films going outside the box. I, I don't. Uh-huh. I don't need to see more. I don't want to see the Boffin Death Star run, right? Like, nope. I don't want to see any of that shit. Don't care. Don't care. Get away from the Death Star. Get away from the main core characters. Go, let's uh, go way. I say let's go way in the past or way in the future. One yeah, dude. Other. Let's let's do an old Republic movie. That's what I'm thinking. I I think we need to get an old like honest to God. Like, let's let's could, open up the ma- the fucking mythology a little yeah. bit on the screen. I mean, because we see it here in Rogue One if, and everything. If as anything, well. do the aftermath novels for fuck's sake. If you if you want to stay closer to this timeline, do the Chuck Wendig like t- right because all those movies take place or those novels take place in between um, uh, Jedi and Force Awakens, and they're all about like a squadron, like a rebel squad, right? The the aftermath novels. So so just do those even just literally anything that is not here's this shit. Yeah. Again. I mean, like, look, we we were on a we were on you know the planet with the Jedi temple there and everything, and we see a giant down statue of of a Jedi holding a lightsaber. Uh-huh. Let's go back. Yeah. Let's go back. That's and uh, I I hope that's the seed that they're planting. I hope it is. I, I hope so. Uh, let's let's talk about two things and then we can wrap up. Okay. Right. Let's. So you mentioned you liked that uh, Riz Ahmed's character uh, Bodhi the pilot. Uh, like was integrated into the final battle mm-hmm. in a very specific way through dialogue, right? Including him, like you have a purpose kind of thing. Yeah, right? it's like you got a purpose, he has action. Without him, those things couldn't happen. And every single one of those characters had a, if you do not do your thing, shit goes sideways. It, it's a, fu- you know, it's it's bridge on the River Kwai mm-hmm. kind of shit, Fair. right? Uh, I think the last... 30 minutes of the, the the battle right the last 30 minutes of this movie might be uh my favorite thing in any fucking star wars movie i don't say that lightly hmm. but but there are two reasons for this right one is gareth edwards fucking directed this scene this whole sequence is Ed- edwards i don't give a fuck what anybody says you watch godzilla you watch monsters right this is all scale and twisting intent, right? So so we all know 
that they're going here, they're going to succeed in getting the fucking plans and all this shit, right? And yet, every time that there's a thing that a character has to do, you're on the edge of your seat. You're like, holy shit, is he going? Is is Bodhi going to get the fucking thing connected, or is he going to die? Yeah, there's a lot of like for something that it, you know the outcome of, you yeah. are still on your seat, man. And that's yeah. fucking that's and, an astounding that's an astounding feat right there to just and, go. And I don't know how that, this is going to end. And on top of that, the sense of scale and the changing in the scale, that's Gareth Edwards. If you look at the end of this movie and you say like the guy who made Godzilla did not direct this you're out of your goddamn mind <laughs> especially the second time through right like there's the great fucking scene uh when the uh when the when the walker comes through right like when when uh donnie yen and, and jang wen's characters are on the beach mm-hmm. and they're they're hunkered down along with uh, with like three other dudes in the in their uh, rebel squadron who are firing on the the stormtroopers coming out uh, of the uh of the opening of the building. Right. And, and you see the fucking massive Walker come storming through the jungle mm-hmm. toward them. Right. There are so many moments like that where you just get the sense that like there's, there's a special skill set that Gareth Edwards has at directing action scenes where he understands how to keep all of these moving parts perfectly aligned so that you can zoom really close in on all of the individual character action and then move out to the slightly larger. There's a, an X wing taking an X wing squadron taking out the walkers section. Mm -hmm. Right. And like general, like big level ground battle shit. And then there's this massive space battle happening above them. Right. And the ability to, to, to not only show that in a way that makes sense, but to be able to cut between all of those segments and make it make perfect logical sense as far as, uh, character motivation and camera movement and just logical sequencing, is an astounding feat of filmmaking. And and I really do believe only Edwards could have done that because it's not who who they bring on to do the reshoots, uh, Tony Gilroy and who else? Well, Tony Gilroy like came in for did, writing. Did obviously. some script doctor. Yeah, yeah. Right? Who came in to do the directing? Anybody? I think it had to be Edwards as far as I'm aware. I mean, if if Yeah, if that's what I'm saying, I right? Don't know. Like, but, but people were like, oh, people are like, he's getting guest directors because they don't trust him. But I don't think he ever got that. I I mean, I would, I highly doubt that. I think that sounds, that sounds like speculation. Yeah. But, but I mean, but I've had people say, or, you know, there was speculation. There was widespread speculation. I know this because I've looked back over some of the stuff that Edwards had been taken off of the action stuff because that's what they weren't pleased with. But he's kind of got a history of doing it and doing it pretty well. I mean, like. That's what I'm saying. You know, and on. you watch this fucking scene, you're like, oh, yeah, man, this is the guy that made Godzilla for fucking sure. I mean, right? when, the, when the walker gets hit and, like, has that kind of head turn and then uh-huh. brings it back around, yep. the- that's, like, just like fucking Godzilla, dude. Yes. That is, that, is, that is monster movie right there. Yeah, and it's fucking amazing. That last, I don't know, I, I think, like, that, that battle scene uh, should be fucking taught. Like this is how you do a, a large scale space battle. I do not taken away from that because I, I I agree it's very good. Some of y'all got to, some of y'all got to like pump the brakes on uh, some of these comparisons because it's good. 
I like what? You're not going to give what me comparisons. I, I hear people just going, "This is better than Saving Private Ryan." I'm just like, "Come on, bro!" Like oh, this, like I this was know. this was I, good. I will say this: it it is, I think, the best action scene in any Star Wars. Film. As far yeah, I'll uh, I'd have to watch and, it one and or two more times. And, and it's a series with several great ones, right? But but the, I think just overall, it's astonishing. Yeah, it, it it's really good, but. Again, Saving Private Ryan is just like that's a cinematic ma- like that that opening you know yeah, day fight no, that's, that's a it. cinematic that's fucking masterpiece right there. Don't sit there and say that this is that because I mean and you can't do that in a PG thirteen movie. That's just no. where people get shot with lasers. It just doesn't happen. That's just no. you, it's tough. So uh, metaphor people get off your horse. One other thing <laughs> I really I really liked uh, in this movie, uh, fucking uh, who who brings it better than alan tudyk oh my god yes who brings it better than him i first like this is again it's so much it's so fucking nice not to know anything i didn't know that yeah I, me I, neither I, until, I he, until <laughs> like i'd seen trailers right for this fucking movie did not pay any attention to all kinds of shit like i i'd only seen the teaser and that's it just like just mm-hmm. like force awakens i'd only seen the teaser trailer and then after that i am done yep and it 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 served me well man it served me well, and like all those people, all the stuff that people were like, "Well, X, Y, and Z were in the trailer." I'm like, I didn't fucking watch them, so it didn't fucking bother me. Oh, felt so good. If I felt fucking vindicated. Also, I saw all those trailers, and I don't give a shit that it wasn't in there. And I think, and we've talked about this on the show before. I think that's a good thing. I think we need because I think the first time that we really kind of noticed it in the in the uh, in the more recent future was uh, one of the paranormal act. Actually, probably two of the paranormal activity movies. I know four. Uh-huh. Was it three? No, three. Three for sure. Yeah, yeah. with three, yeah. So we were when we reviewed Paranormal Activity three, there were a lot of things that were in the trailer that were not in the movie, and a lot of scares that were different, which yeah. was really great because you know, especially with with you know scary movies and stuff, you're like, well, here comes the scare that I saw in the trailer, and it right. wasn't there, and it was someplace else. That shit worked. And but, honestly, I would love to see more of this kind of stuff, more off-putting trailers. And fuck, Adam Driver says I don't want nobody to see the trailer for Episode eight. I just want the movie to fucking come out. And I agree with him because you don't have to sell that shit man the name is star wars it sells itself yeah yeah fucking beyonce that shit on december 17th just bring it the fuck out and you're done yeah goddamn right that's all you have to do it's like there's no there's no discussion by the way you know that here's the trailer for that fucking movie it it says star wars episode eight for 30 seconds on a black screen in the title font while the fanfare plays under you don't even need that much you just need no no just do that 30 (laughs) seconds get everybody's fucking dick hard and then out I don't even. I'm telling you, or clit hard, whatever. I think I'm not, it's, I'm not saying I think it's, it's either or. Just I think it's it like 15 seconds total. There's a fade up with Star Wars Episode Eight, and then that fades out. Fade in the date. Fade out that. Fade out the music. You're done. You're in and out in 20 seconds or less. And you've you've saved so much money. You don't have to pay a trailer house. And everyone's gonna get their balls rocked off when they go in there because they have zero idea what to expect. I want yeah. somebody. Disney, you have the fucking clout. Have the goddamn balls to do it. You'll never do it. You'll never do happen. it. But I wish somebody would like. And but, if anyone uh, could pull it off, so, they could. so going back to Alan Tudyk for a minute. Yes. Uh, that droid is awesome. He's a C three PO. He's a C three PO. We all deserve. K two is his name. Correct. Yeah. Uh, when he is is trying to find the file in the in the file tower, 
right, in the data tower, mm-hmm. and and fending off all of the stormtroopers that come in. That first group where he just picks the one stormtrooper up and beats the shit out of the other two with with that stormtrooper, like he just hits them with him. And the, it was so fucking the great just kind of shot out of nowhere just to the guy that's going walking in the door, <laughs> bam, <laughs> just gone. All right, back to work. Yeah, uh, but uh, cool. And when and when he goes, you're like, oh fuck. I mean, it's like. You know, yeah. Well, you know, you, you got it's the it's the serenity thing. You yeah. got to get your sympathy from uh, old Alan Tudyk. He's got to get your heartstrings in these sci-fi flicks. Bring mate. it in there, you know. But yeah, um, he was he was he was great. Yeah, fucking great. And also one last thing, uh, that Vader sequence. Let's talk about that, and then we got. I got one more. I got one more after that. Okay. But, but yeah, it, does it have to do with CG? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that that Vader sequence at the end might be the greatest Vader scene ever. Oh, absolutely! I don't think he, I don't I don't know who could argue that. Like 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 light years beyond what Lucas has ever done with that fucking character. Yeah, I, I'm and, sure he sat back and just go, "God damn it, this is." And it's because this is Vader, right? Like right at the height of his fucking powers. Right? Unleash, son. The right height of it, and. He he just there. There's something about when he goes through that hallway, he doesn't even raise up his arms all the way. Yeah. Did you notice that? It's casual as fuck. Like he's just like, yeah, none of you motherfuckers are doing anything here. Let's just do this shit, and uh, it's bad. It was violent as fuck, but casual at the same time, which yeah. is weird. Which is so like it's even scarier good. that way. Oh yeah, like let's yes that that shit please. Where was this guy for three fucking movies while George Lucas was doing whatever the I fuck? I just wanted to make more money with action figures. Um, so uh, let's talk about the CG characters. Well, yeah. All right. Let's let's uh let's start with the bad and then we'll go with the good. All right. Um, I, I wish we would have foregone Leia altogether, or at least seen her from such a far distance that it wouldn't have mattered. And I don't think we needed a line. I, yeah, I think I think having her turn around to accept it and us not seeing the face, because that I like everybody knows that fucking costume. Yeah, just just the just the slight turn, and as it. soon as you think you're gonna see it, it just cuts away. Yeah, and cuts give away. A, right? Give us a give us a that, lay a cocktail. That said, that said, didn't mind it. Didn't ruin anything for me. It didn't ruin anything, but 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 unnecessary. But yeah, it, true. But here's where I'm gonna wrap it back around. Uh huh. Because. The quality of that one, when you compare it, and I've heard a lot of people say otherwise, and they're fucking wrong, when you compare that to how good the Tarkin was, fuck. Oh, yeah. That's that's well, what makes so, me pissed off about hers is because hers is so short and not as of high quality well, here, as Tarkin. Here are two, I have two thoughts. One, and both about Leia, right? So one, her shots are uh, in very bright light. Mm-hmm. Okay, which already make, makes you notice a whole lot more shit. This is true. The other part is um, you're also like, I feel like because it's such a short amount of screen time when she turns around, so you actually see her as opposed to just the outfit, mm-hmm. It's it, you don't have time to adjust to that character being a reality. True. Like, like if that Tarkin scene at the beginning had last had not lasted for as long as it had been, or as long as as long as it did, I think you would have gotten a little more of that. Like, I don't know that that feels right. That's probably true. But but because you're spending time with a character who's interacting with people and saying lines, and you're actually like your eyes adjust to him a little more. And I gotta say, in the second viewing, 
I didn't mind it at all. Yeah, at I, all. I, I didn't. And like the first time I was like, it looks a little weird, like a little over rendered. But like the second time through, I was like, I don't care about this shit at all. That's pretty fucking good. And I've known people like I've, I've heard of people who did not even know at all that that was a CGI character. Right. So like it, it may have like not worked for some of you nerds, but for some people, for like a, some normies, they had no, no. I could guarantee you my mom yeah. could watch that and wouldn't fucking know. Would and not I, have and a I clue. also know that like some people have ethical concerns, but I don't because his family gave them the go ahead to just animate him. Yeah, he sent. He sounded like Peter Cushing did. He looked like Peter. The only, the only like I, I say he's about ninety percent there. Could they have recast? Sure, they yeah. did for Mon Mothma, mm-hmm. right? But okay. also, like I, I don't remember what fuck the actor, the the actress that played Mon Mothma looks like. Barely. It's, I mean, it's, like I do, right? But it's like, well, I mean, it, that that new actor's close enough. Might as well be yeah, them. She's fine. Who the fuck looks like Peter Goddamn Cushing? There's the answer is no one. No one on the no face of the earth. No one now because all the hard drinking British actors are fucking dead. This much is true, right? Like, who are you gonna get Fassbender in there to like lose twenty pounds again and look like he's uh like he's on AIDS or something for his uh prison movie? He he couldn't even pull that off. <laughs> no. But it and is, that would be the closest, yeah. bone structure wise, and every and acting chops wise, yeah. would maybe be him. But you'd be able to see Fastbender through it all day long. Goddamn right. But it it's really good. Like the only time that it really misses for me is just behind the eyes. The eyes still, for some reason, just didn't have. Yeah, they the, don't nail it right. Like, ah. like that's the same in every fucking time this this is done uh, for me. But I think that and but what kills me is I look at like Gollum who has giant eyes and they're perfect. You know, it, it, here's the thing that uh, Planet of the Apes, where it also works, mm-hmm. right? Different effects houses. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm like, it's like, it's so close there and maybe a little bit with the mouth. But it, but I also think they probably could have uglied him up just a touch more, maybe like 15 more percent, because he, he was an older guy at that time, you know, yeah. 77. And he's he still had some you know facial discoloration stuff like that. But you want to be nice to the guy, you know. You don't want to. The family gave you the the go ahead to do it, but you need to make it a little bit more realistic to life. I understand why they didn't, but it could have it could have reached it up another little level. Between that, and like just a touch more detail to the face, slight little discolorations here or there. Don't make it perfect. There's obviously the wrinkles, but I mean, just don't make. Even just the regular skin, perfect. Different, you know, poor stuff, and just this real. I swear to God, I know it's nitpicky as fuck, but like that kind of stuff. But it was, I was pleased. It was pretty damn good. I don't care what anybody says. I thought it was. I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I did too. So, so uh, on Rogue One, go see that. You probably have them. Yeah, if you you know, box office says you probably have. And if you haven't, you don't care about Star Wars, so uh, nah. sorry you listen to this. Why are you still here? That's weird. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Uh, so I guess we're going to be doing a show next week. Sure. <laughs> we're going to have a show next week. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk... Uh, we'll talk talk about passengers yeah we'll talk probably. passengers for sure and uh we'll sure, s- maybe we'll s- maybe some other stuff we'll see if there's we some other some stuff other out things. i think la la land is playing around here I, I just i haven't seen it if it's here i haven't seen it here yet so that's disturbing. Uh, probably opening a little later it just opened here okay then yeah it's probably uh, it's probably got another week here might try to go see that jackie movie with uh yeah yeah, Natalie yeah, Portman. yeah. here here here's some okay things about that uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of. I, I pi- still haven't seen Moonlight. I'm pissed. We have no. to wait till uh, fucking like 
way beginning of next year to go see uh, the founder, man, because that was supposed to come out in like October or something. Yeah, well, but you they're know, like, oh, that... this is going to be really good. Let's save it till Oscar time. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I want to see that. But Have you times. noticed that February seventeenth seems to be the kickoff point next year? It does. Like every like Cause, we're because I right I just like I was lo- I was looking at uh, trailers the or uh, release dates the other day, and then when I went to see Rogue One again, just every fucking movie like oh it's February seventeenth, February seventeenth. Right, like fist fights, then and then that uh, that horror movie Bye Bye Man, uh, which I don't know why that has why that's a title and why it wasn't changed uh, to be not that. Um, there's something else. Just everything's February 17th seems to be the kickoff time next year for movies. It's getting around there, man. And like you know, I mean, you got I mean, even Logan is starting like the first week of March for crying out loud. So that's like almost the kickoff of summers in March. For, yeah. cry, for crying out loud because you got like that and then like king kong is just like oh shit y'all ain't even fucking y'all y'all ain't even waiting till may no more no hell no they're not they're just like we gonna we gonna make we gonna make this year round blockbusters fuck this summer shit we, we do what we want uh so that's it uh we're we're done here um <laughs> <laughs> thanks for uh hanging out and uh you know uh, dealing with the absence, you know it happens yeah. from time to time. We're we're gonna be more regular, like poops. Oh, I've been so regular today; it's been retarded. I don't know what's been going. Oh, <laughs> that's some information for you kids. Uh, Matthew, where can we find you on the internet this week, sir? Follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. I'm also on Snapchat under that name and uh, Instagram under that name. So if you want to do whatever on there, uh, you know, feel free. I'm gonna I'm gonna Snapchat you some ball picks. All right, uh, <laughs> nothing. Well, thank you. I didn't say anything. I didn't say they were mine. <laughs> Where are you getting pictures of other people's balls? I don't know. It's just none of your business. Whatever, uh, man. HereMoviePodcast.com. <laughs> uh, you know all that good stuff. And uh, check me out on Outside the Cinema this time next week. Uh, I'll be talking there about the best movies of 2016, even though I haven't quite seen all of the ones that I really wanted to see because they haven't out. And normally we usually wait till around January to do those because you have to have the follow-up time. But it is what it is. And, and I've seen 100 plus. So I, I feel, again, I feel like I have at least a little bit of standing there at that point. Unlike the rest of the people who are like, here are the top 10 movies I've seen this year. How many movies have you seen? 12. Fuck you. You don't get mm-hmm. to make a top 10 list unless you've seen minimum 50 films. Minimum. So fuck off. All right, that's it. We're done. Uh, so uh, that's it. We'll see you next time, everybody. Yeah, this is the Big Bopper speaking. Chantilly lace and a pretty face and a ponytail hanging down, wiggling a walk and a giggling a talk. Make the world go round. There ain't nothing in the world like a big-eyed girl to make me act so funny, make me spend my money, make me feel real loose like a long-necked goose, like a girl. Oh, baby, that's what I like. What's that, baby? Yeah.
Of the of the bopper of oh, the big bopper, it's this meme and it's uh it's Captain Phillips style, uh huh. And you have Mark Zuckerberg in it. First panel goes, "Look at me." Second picture, uh-huh. I am the media now, and it's a picture of fucking Pepe the Frog. <laughs> it's all true. I am the media now. Um, oh boy, can we look? Uh, I've been thinking a lot about this lately. We have this romanticized thing. Uh, where we think that the music died uh, one specific night in the 1950s when uh, a plane went down. Uh, that was a good group of people. Maybe not the, but that's a good Here, group. Here's the thing. Uh, aside from Buddy Holly, Richie Valens. That's just, Richie okay. Valens is pretty good. All right, Richie Valens. Who gives a fuck about the Big Bopper? Look, Big Bopper had two big hits, okay? <laughs> I I know. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> no, you know. I don't know that I'd say. Look, if if Chuck Berry mm-hmm. or or Little Richard had been on that plane, if Chuck yeah, Berry music, and Little Richard fucking yeah. died that day, yeah, if Chuck Berry and Little right. Richard were on that plane, no, forget about it. Music died. Yeah. That what that was the day music died. I'll give. I'll grant you that one. The Big Bopper. I don't know, man. Look, man, the big bop. Here's, here's how I figure that. Here's how I figure uh-huh. that whole trip. Big I mean, boppers. I, mean, I get it. White people are really important. Big bopper is just the guy who was <laughs> pouring drinks. You know? Yeah. Big bopper well, was should, the bartender uh, man, for that which, flight. I'm going to do that. Oh, I've been drinking. I'm going to go do that in some ways. I've I've already been drinking. So, uh, have have you have you been reading? Uh, <laughs> Online or or otherwise, uh, Gendy Tartakovsky's Cage comic book. It's it's his Luke Cage no. comic. You should do it. Do you you like Tartakovsky? Uh, I, I Did, don't get into uh, much Sam- Russian literature. <laughs> no, this is the guy uh, Samurai Jack and uh, uh, the the first Clone Wars animated series, uh, yeah, the, like yeah, mini series, and. Uh, some other shit uh, all over the place. Both of the uh, uh, Hotel Transylvania movies for some fucking reason. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> it's it's good, man. It's fun. It's like very cartoony uh, 70s underground comics with an X uh, style. Hmm. 
cartooning. It's fun. Well, and it's just called Cage. Yeah, it's just called Cage with an exclamation point. <laughs> it's good. I like like issue three just came out this past week, uh, like last week, not today, and um, I think it's only going to be four issues. Just a real brief uh, little thing, but it's fun if you like cartoony books. All right, so I gotta. Well, that's no good because I throw in cage, uh, and then all I see is bird cages, dog cages. Uh huh. I did finally watch Luke Cage since yeah. we haven't been re- recording on anything. Yeah, what'd you think? It was really good. Here, here's a thing I do think in, in general about all of the Marvel shows uh, on Netflix now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that they all need to be 13 episodes. Okay. I I think that uh, some like maybe maybe they just need to be 10, or maybe one just needs to be like 11. Or right, like just tell the story, but uh, you know both the recent ep- uh, British style, of just Daredevil make what you need to do, and Luke Cage, uh, and Jessica Jones to a certain extent. Although that that show being a little more character based, I didn't mind as much. But definitely, there are some down points in that show. Uh, there are a few episodes in both of the those seasons, Luke Cage and Daredevil season two, where I'm just like, well, we can move along probably. You know? Yeah, I can see that. So so it's not like, like I don't even dislike them. It's just like, well, like maybe this should just be 12 episodes. Maybe we should trim this a little. Like, and, and they're doing that for the Defenders. Defenders are only going to be eight episodes. Well, good. Maybe that'll kind of give them the, uh, the kickstart they need to be like, hey, here's what we do and I, here's how we do it. I think I think it won't. I think, <laughs> Probably not. I think, it'll be, I think they're doing that one because they know they're going to have to pay four salaries at once. <laughs> do you know how many <laughs> of these people we got to pay now? Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, we can, eight, eight part. Eight we part. can't afford those five more episodes. <laughs> eight, eight episodes. Five more got to be trimmed. Eight episodes. No, 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 no. This is it. Yeah, we got, eight, we got, we got four people we got to pay for this thing. Slow your roll, player. We ain't, mm. Mm. So, uh, all right. Well, um, I'm going to go because right. I got to work in the morning. <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, we'll do this shit show next week. Yeah. All right, man. And hopefully hopefully this one will get some listeners. Hopefully. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Three whole uh, listeners. Tweet it out on the HMP feed as well. I mean, like, not yeah, the, yeah. the feed, but, you know, tw- tweet it out through HMP as well. Gotcha. All right, brother. All right, man. See ya.